like, this is going to be awesome what God has in store. Okay? Fear, stop chasing me. Come on now. Fear, stop chasing me. Yeah, I'm rowdy. I'm rowdy for Jesus. Most of you, um, hopefully you all got anointed before you came in. Okay, amen. Because God is going to be doing something. He's going to be dealing with that spirit of fear. Right? So what's going to happen because the enemy is so predictable. He's going to try to stir up that spirit of fear. Is going to try to come up in some of you all. And even those that are on TV, please anoint that are watching. Please anoint yourself right now. We just follow the Holy Spirit. We just follow him. So what may happen to some of you, that spirit of fear may try to creep up. Because it knows its days are getting, it's numbered tonight. It's going to try to bring up, oh, my mortgage. Oh, my job. Oh, my, oh, my health. It's going to try to stir up. Okay. But what I want you to do, if anything tries to come up of fear, I want you to cast it, surrender it to the Lord and dial back into me. Don't allow it to just keep going. Okay. Because I understand what he's going to try to do. But tonight, y'all going to be set free. Tonight, even those that are watching tonight, set free from that fear. Fear comes in all kinds of ways. And I got a list of fears. Okay. It was a lot. I looked it up and I was like, Lord Jesus, I can't write all these things down. But I'm going to give you some of them. They're not in any order. However, I put the number one fear up first. Fear of public speaking. I know some of y'all are like, ooh, I heard, ooh. You self-sabotage yourself. Okay, you get a prophetic word. You're all excited. You're all like, yes, I'm going to speak to the nations. There's going to be a crowd, and I'm going to be speaking to all these people. You're going to lead this Bible study. You're going to do all this. And you're like, yes, yes, Lord. And the minute the door opens or a little crack, you're like, oh, Jesus. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. That's that spirit of fear. I want you to know that's a demonic attack. God needs everybody's voice. I'm talking about the kingdom of God, people in the kingdom of God. He needs your voice to speak the word of God to help other people that are behind you. Public speaking, number one. But you know what? Y'all going to get set free. You may say, oh, I just love to stay in the back. That's just how it is. For that season, but God got to use you. And there's times where people just go, you know what? That fear grips them so much that they can't move. They can't move. So let me tell you some more fears. Fear of inadequacy. Fear of failure. 
fear of rejection, fear of missing out. I didn't even know that was one. Fear of change, fear of losing control, fear of being judged, fear of something bad happening, fear your children could get hurt, fear of getting hurt, fear to go out, fear to drive, fear of death, fear of abandonment, fear of heights, fear of open spaces or crowds. Can I keep going? Fear of men, fear of women, fear of being touched, fear of spiders. I understand that one. <laughs> fear of being alone, fear of doctors and hospitals, fear of the dentist, fear of dogs and cats, fear of insects, fear of small places. And I left this one for last. Fear of clowns. Okay, I was like, fear of clowns? Look, y'all, growing up, I loved me Bozo the Clown. Some of y'all may know Bozo the Clown, okay, or heard of him. If you haven't, Google him later, okay? Bozo the Clown, he had like a kid's show, and I wanted to be on that kid's show so bad. Bozo the Clown. But now when I hear people say clowns, they're like, oh, no, no clowns. And I'm like, clowns are nice. And they're like, no, they're not. And so we see how clowns have transformed, right? We see the horror of them. But clowns are good. Okay, clowns are good. Some of y'all like, I don't know. But if you Google, you know, now that I look at Bozo the Clown, he was creepy looking. <laughs> he was creepy. I, I Googled him uh, uh, t th today and I was like, wow, how did I survive that? <laughs> All right, so anyway, I want to tell this story about um, uh, how me and Deanna, we're housemates, and the person she's going to, she's engaged, will be speaking next week, okay? So anyway, we had problems with spiders. We don't like spiders, okay? So all of a sudden, there'll be a spider, and we'll all go, Deanna, come on in. There's a spider. And she's like, oh, my God, spider, spider. We're both, oh, spider. I go, go get the hairspray. Get the hairspray. So you can spray it and it'll freeze. And then you get the broom. You get it? Okay? So I would spray it. And then all of a sudden it would freeze. And then I would just keep killing it with the broom. Okay? Well, fear had gripped me. All I had to do was hit the spider one time. I didn't have to keep going and going and going, right? Because of fear. And remember, that bug was this big, okay? The spider is this big. You have to realize fear will grow. Fear will grow into other areas. Fear will grow into phobias. Fear will grow into panic attacks. Fear will go, grow into so many areas of your life. I'm telling you, it is a mean spirit. And sometimes you can just be going out somewhere and all of a sudden fear just hits you and you go, why? Why? Why am I feeling this way? So one day I was praying against that spirit of fear for a certain situation. And I was praying and praying. And I could feel, as the days went on, it was getting lifted off of me. 
And then one day, I saw a spider, okay? And I just went and got some tissue, killed it with the, spy, with the napkin, and flushed it. And then I went, what just happened? I didn't call Deanna. <laughs> I didn't call for the hairspray or the broom. You see, I was praying for one situation here of fear to let go. And when God starts to release that fear, it leaves from every other area. So now, y'all, I can if I see a spider, I just get a piece of tissue, kill it, and flush it. Fear was gone. You see how mean that spirit is. So I also want to talk about this part. Fear will paralyze you. Some of you know God has called you to do something. And you are paralyzed. Literally. And that is how mean that spirit of fear is. I can feel that, that fear trying to come up on some of y'all. Okay? Surrender it to the Lord. Give it, give it to him. And dial back to me. So I wrote a book called Consecration. A lot of you know about that. And I'm not promoting the book. Okay? The book teaches you how to pray perfect prayers for yourself. You see, I'm promoting the tools what God has given us to combat that fear of fear and worry. And some, some of you may say, well, I don't have fear, but you got worry. You're worried all the time. You're worried about this. You're worried about that. But God's going to break it. So now we're going to go to some scriptures. Okay, Psalms 56, 3 and 4. And we're going to read it. Hopefully it's on here. The Amplify version. Okay, that's a, I think I might have a different one. Well, I'm going to read what I have here. 56, 3 and 4. Okay, when I am afraid... I will put my trust and faith in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God, I have put my trust. I shall not fear. What can mere man do to me? First of all, we forget that people in the Bible dealt with fear. This is a thousand years ago. They were dealing with the same spirit that comes against us. I want you all to see this. A lot of times we think it's the present. But David and all of them were dealing with that same spirit that comes to stop us in the body of Christ. The same spirit. Generations, centuries, that same spirit keeps coming and coming and coming. It's time for it to stop. Fear, stop chasing me. Hallelujah. And when it says about this in the verse that I have, what can mere man do to me? You see, some of you fear man. Some of you fear uh, people at your church, people on your job, people in your family. 
You fear all these different types of people. And it's fear. What can mere man do to me? What can these people do to you? It's the spirit of fear. So what happens is you hold this inside because you want to speak to them. Maybe God has a word for you to talk to this person. And they may be in leadership. They may be your boss of something. And you're like, no. Mm -mm. And the Lord goes, I want you to speak. I want you to tell them this word. Even if it's a correction word, whatever it may be. But you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm. You see, what happens is when you become afraid or have fear of man or woman, you begin to people please out of fear so that they won't get mad at you. That's a lie from the enemy. You got to do what God has called you to do. Hallelujah. Are y'all following me? I can tell. Psalms 34, 4. And it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. This was David speaking this. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. You know, God's going to deliver you from all your fears. We tend to think, oh God, you can't. Seriously, sometimes we go, God, I don't know. It's because of lack of trust. Lack of trust. We love God. Oh, do we love God? But we have this, this part that we lack in trust. But God's going to change that too. God's going to change that. Oh yeah, also, this is how bad the spirit of fear has been attacking the body of Christ. In the Bible, Someone had sent me something, and I even researched more. In the Bible, you know, there's different versions. There's 365 uh, words that talk about fear in the Bible. And 500 in the King James Version. That's a lot. They were dealing with the same fear that we're dealing with now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to pray right now. Just hold on. I'm just going to pray right now. Because I can feel the enemy's trying to block some people. Okay, it's the spirit. I get it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just ask right now, you just touch these people, Lord, and remove the block, remove the sleepiness. Because I know where it's coming from. Open up their eyes. To see, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Paranoia. And also, fear will break up relationships. Because you're suspicious. You're fearful. Somebody's going to, are they doing this? 
I think somebody's talking about me. I think this. And then it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, just like that little spider. This spider is this little, but we made it this big. Hallelujah. We're going to go to 2 Timothy 1 and 7, New King James Version. And we know this. For God did not give us the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. We may say that scripture, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Do you know sound mind means clear thinking? They were struggling back then in the New Testament. That fear was gripping their mind. And that's why you got to pray for your mind. You got to pray for your brain. Because that is the battlefield where everything comes against you. Comes against the gift that God is giving you to make you question who you are. To make you question the things that God has for you. No more. So I want to show a demonstration. How many know I always got a demonstration of something? It's like this. Fear. Okay? So you're just walking around, talking to your friend, enjoying life, right? Okay, fear's over here. And fear just sees you too happy. Sees you getting closer to your anointing. Doing things and allowing things to happen. People are getting set free, and here it comes. And all of a sudden, you just blink out. Your confidence goes. And then you start shrugging back. Then you start comparing yourself with other people. And you start thinking, oh, they're better. There's only one you that God has created with the anointing that he's given you. You don't want to be a Sarah Jakes. That's Sarah Jakes. That's her destiny. You don't want to be a Bishop T.G. Jakes. That's his destiny. You don't want to be Apostle Michael. That's his destiny. God has created your own destiny for you. But this fear comes against. And all of a sudden you start, you start praying. Okay, God, please heal me, heal me, heal me. And then the fear, you know, he'd be like, okay, I'm going to go. But he ain't gone. And some of you, it's in your bloodline. It's in your bloodline. It just follows you. You're just, I can see when people are going through in their mind, their eyes start going back and forth. We all seen it. It starts going back and forth really quick. It's in your bloodline. You don't realize no matter how much you do, it still stays. You got to go to the root, get to the root. And you know it's your bloodline if you look at all your family members. If they're always talking about fear. If they're always talking about worry. If they're always having anxiety. You got to attack this fear in the name of Jesus. I have ministered to countless people to help them to walk in their call and destiny. But there's a block. It's this. But no more. 
Come on, say no more. I want you all, and even those that are watching, say fear, stop chasing me. You got to really mean it. Hallelujah. And after a while, that fear is going to go. But you see right now, there's a timing. God is moving fast. God is doing things in the prophetic. God is doing things in the ministry. And this thing right here wants to grip you. No way. Not tonight. Not on my watch. Because something's going to break. Something's going to happen. There's going to be a change. And you're going to be able to be free. Hallelujah. Then we're going to go to Matthew. Yeah, we got to have the word. We got to bring the word of God. Matthew 17, 20 and 21. New King James Version. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Amen. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Some things you got to do prayer and fasting. And I've been talking to a lot of Christians, and a lot of Christians are on a fast. God has sent them on a fast. Some things you got to do fasting also with prayer. When it talks about to move a mountain and to have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to move. Jesus is not going to lie on his word. He says, unbelievers that have unbelief, trust me. Trust me. This is an area that God really needs you to focus on, to really trust. And sometimes I'm just raw with God. I'm just raw with him. And I just say, God, I'm having a hard time trusting you in this area. Sometimes we want to come to God like, oh, God, oh, thou shall God, oh, God. And inside you're going, you're struggling. God already knows. You just go to him real. Lord, I'm disappointed. Lord, I'm struggling. Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I have this fear. Lord, I know you call me to do wonders. I know people have prophesied over me, but there's always some block coming against me, God. And God, I'm afraid. It's okay. Because when you're real, things change. God, I need you to trust me more. Trust, help me to trust you. There was a time I had a hard time trusting him in the area. And the Holy Spirit came to me and I... I'm giving you these nuggets. The Holy Spirit said, ask me to help you trust God. And so I want to release that. Those areas you're having a hard time trusting God in areas. God, help me to trust you. Holy Spirit, help me to trust God. Help me to trust him. Because I know I need trust in this area that I'm going through, this area that I'm struggling with. And some of you may go, hey, this is a season right now I'm okay. Will you be able to share with some people? And so what God wants you to do, it's time to divorce fear. It's time to break out of alignment with fear. 
It's time to tell fear to go. It's time to tell fear you are no longer my friend. It's time. You see, we got to tell them to go. We got to say, Lord, I break out of alignment. And, and then some of you that have it in your bloodline, you got to go to the root and just start praying to God. God, I just ask right now to show me the root of where the fear came from. And see, in my family, on my mom's side, I actually, when I was an adult, I'm still an adult, but um, some years ago, I heard my, my mom always had fear. She always had fear. And if I didn't listen to her, I always felt like, like something was trying to put on me a blanket of fear. And I would just, and she would say, oh, you just don't listen to me. And I was just like, no, I just, it's just, you always think, it's, it's always fearful. I'm, it's going to be okay. So one day, I heard my uncle talking. He says, oh, yeah, that was her, that's her brother. Um, that our mom taught us to have fear. Yeah. You got you to gotta look at this. In the South, back in the day, a lot of stuff happened. Racism was reality's reality. And my grandmother saw a lot of stuff, saw a lot of hatred, saw a lot of killing, so she, in her own thinking, thought it was good to teach them fear so that they wouldn't get hurt. You see how things can get twisted? Even though, yeah, it was bad back then. So it went on to the bloodline. It went on to the next generation, to the next generation. I want you all to see that, to think about it. Is your mama, grandmama... Grandpappy talking always about fear. So I knew then, oh, as I got older, it's a bloodline thing. I got to deal with the bloodline. This ain't no joke, right, Pastor Renato? It ain't no joke. This is not just happened to come. This is in my bloodline. So I had to go and tell fear no more. And what I did was, I partnered with faith. Yeah, you can clap. I partnered with faith. And I said, faith, you are now my friend. You are now, I'm now aligned with you, faith. And I want that faith as small as a mustard seed. Because if I have that faith as small as a mustard seed, I can tell any problem to move and get out of my way without fear. No fear of man, no fear of woman, no fear of any devil, no fear of any situation, no fear of anything. I don't have money in my account. I don't have fear. I have faith that, God, you're going to provide. You're going to provide. We live in one of the most expensive cities, states. But our faith and what God has done for you. He has provided for us and he's not going to stop. So if you have fear and your mind is rattling, you need to divorce fear and marry faith. 
Faith is our friend. Faith is our friend. And so, you know, one thing about Apostle Monica, I ain't a long preacher. Okay? So we're going to move into something else. So can I have some music? All right. You know, you know, Lamar, the drill. So before we cue this one song, and I know those that are watching, um, they're going to have to mute it, but it's a song called Turn It Around. And the person's last name is Redrick. And we're going to listen to that song here because the copyrights, they can't allow them to listen. But I want you to play it while we're listening here. But before you do, God's going to do altar call different. Okay? I know most of the time you come, you want the hand laid. But God's going to do this different. And I want you to listen to the instructions of the Lord. The Lord wants to deal with that spirit right now, one-on-one. There's some things that only God can do, nobody can do. And you need to press in. And so this song is going to be played when I cue them. And I want you just to go into that place with God to help break that fear, that worry, that doubt, that anxiety, the paranoia, the suspicious, super, what's that word? Suspicious? Yes. And God's going to do something. So here's the thing. If the Lord leads me to lay hands on you, I'll be obedient to do it. If he doesn't, I'm not going to do it. You have to be okay. After the service is over, please do not go to the ministers and ask for special prayer because God's going to be dealing with them too, with what's going on with them. They need help too. They're always on the job. God needs to minister to them. So we're going to play this song. Can you dim the lights? And then after the song is over, I'm going to do a special prayer. I'm going to start praying. We're going to start going in. All right.